send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate. To turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden. That they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Welcome to the Graceful Warriors Podcast. This is where faith meets fortitude. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you. But hello, we have to do it one step at a time. So I am inviting you to join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of this world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing that warrior within. God is calling the body of Christ to rise up. So if you are ready to rise higher and embrace his light, well then, warrior, this podcast is for you. Grab your sword and let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, graceful warriors. How are you this fine week? Man, we are in the mix of November already. It's hard to believe that it's here, right? I mean... Have y'all even made plans like for Thanksgiving and are you starting the shopping spree this year of Christmas holidays and grandchildren and kids and oh seems like these these two months end up like just racing by. I mean, I love Christmas. I love just the lights, the tree, the the warm home comfort of 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 the season right and I don't know I've always been the one to when my kids were little I used to decorate the house like and I'm sure I've said this to you guys before but I just love decorating I like lights like if I could do red and white lights pink lights for Valentine's Day I I would you know St. Patrick's Day I I'm more of decorating with lights that way versus like me trying to 
have costumes and all that. I'm not much of a costume type person. I like to to do the light thing. So I don't know. It's just that time of season. I'm getting ready to pull out all all my stuff and bear the cold and get out there and start putting everything up. And a matter of fact, I should do it before the snow hits. How many of y'all got snow already? Like you're out there shoveling. That would probably be you guys over there on the East Coast over there. How much snow do y'all have? There's a good question. You can leave me a reply and let me know how much snow you got. You can email me. You know you guys can always email me. And you can email me at busybeliever2 at gmail.com. And um, send me your your thoughts on a specific podcast or or episode. Not podcast. I only have this one. <laughs> But you could send me your thoughts or ideas on a specific episode and you never know. Maybe I'll start reading some of y'all replies on here and uh, kind of give thoughts, you know, just listeners thoughts. That's what we ought to call it. All right. So I wanted to veer away from Girls With Swords uh, today and just kind of talk about, um, I saw this study on grace and I was like, Wow, you know, the Lord just keeps pointing out different things to bring in. I mean, what was it? Last week we did the whole thing about a warrior, and I hope you really got something out of that one. I mean, I learned a lot, and from the way I was going to do it when I started everything, I had two pages of notes, and the Lord was like, He must have just stopped it because of the fact of everything was going wrong in the recording. I did three days or no, three different times of recording in a four-hour period, mind you, and everything was going wrong. And the third time I recorded and it, it went south, I was like, okay, something must be going on here. I'm not supposed to record. And the minute that I did that and just walked away from it, it was like the Lord wanted to show me a whole different aspect of that chapter in a way that even I learned more from it than how the author even wrote the chapter. And so next thing you know, it's like the Lord had showed this study about grace. And I'm like, Lord, why are we going backwards? Why is it warrior and then grace? Why is the show is called Graceful Warrior? Why not show me the lesson in grace to bring it to the listeners and then we could do warrior. But you know the verse all. It's his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts, right? So, so the notes today. I wanted to sit down and um, first, um, we are in the process of recording for Coffee Break with God. And it's a, I'm only doing Coffee Break with God as a seasonal show for the winter months because we're all getting ready to come in for the winter and you're like, okay, what can we do? We can either read books or we're laying up on the couch because we're sick. And so it was, why not allow you guys to listen to stories of other people, of how God has changed their life and how God has intervened in their life. and so. We are in the process of recording that right now. I just did my my first guest, and I'm getting ready to go ahead and start scheduling more and just 
record, record, record to start releasing in November or in December. It is November. <laughs> We're going to release in December. Coffee Break with God. All right. So you can grab your coffee, tea, whatever you drink and listen to the stories and interviews of guest speakers. All right, so today's topic, I wanted to talk about grace, since it's the graceful warrior, or actually the Lord led this topic. And so I was like, what is grace actually? When I thought about this, and I looked up the definition, and it's it's pretty a, a simple definition. It just means unmerited favor, right? We have grace. God gives us grace that unmerited. We didn't earn it. He he gives it because he loves us. And to receive grace is to gain what is undeserved. We gained his love. We gained his blessing. We gained his forgiveness. And it's to obtain what can never be earned or gained by our own efforts. And so I was like, wow, Lord, that's pretty big. You know, it's pretty big for us. But see, as I was thinking about this, it was like the world has its own idea of what defines grace. But like all virtues, grace is rooted in the character of God. And that's what people tend to not understand. I mean, he's the original author and only true source of grace. I mean, you honestly know of a person or, I mean, yes, we say that there are women that may come into our lives uh, that are just, man, they just have a sense of gracefulness or, or, you know, those that are, that follow Trump, that are followers of Trump. And you look at Melania and you're just like, man, she's just such a woman of grace. You know, she's just very humble. She's very quiet. She's that's what she projects now in the household of Trump. Who knows? You know, she's got to have a lot of oomph to be able to handle, you know, his his humor and, and the way Trump is and, and all of the Trump family, as well as her own son, Baron. So when I think of it, I'm like, wow, God is the really the only true source of grace and all our human efforts of like extending grace to one another are either poor imitations performed in our natural flesh or just an overflow of the grace we've received through salvation in the Lord. And when you think about who, who is himself full of grace and truth, right? And so Jesus is the gift of grace God gave to the world the highest standard and the greatest example of grace. And I was like, mind blown people. And so I wanted to take a look at God's perfect example of grace. And that was through Moses. And I looked at Moses because when you look at, like, I honestly love David. I mean, you know, who is your favorite character in the Bible? For me, you know, I have, like, my guy's side. These are my guys that I like in the Bible. And these are my women that I liked in the Bible. And 
I love David. David to me speaks a lot of our life today. And, and, you know, we hear of the shepherd boy, the one who killed the Philistines, the one who killed Goliath, the one that, you know, he killed 10,000, but Saul killed a thousand. So we hear of all of that, right? And then how he became king. And then it was, we don't hear a whole lot of David's life in the mix of all those things. Like, did he, did he mess up? We know he's human, so he messed up. But notice how we didn't hear a whole lot of like his messed up things that he did up until he became king. But it's like after he became king, well, we know all his mess ups. Not all, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Deborah. Deborah is one of my favorites. Um, just the fact of during that time, women had no no power, no authority, and much less she was a judge. She ruled men at the gates of Israel. And she and for her to do that, that's a big. I mean, women were just like still property back then. And you you shopped, you cooked, you provided, you went to, you know, all of that. And so Deborah was just like, oh my gosh, she was a judge. And then she led the army. And she and then on top of that, she prophesied. And so Deborah is one of my favorites as well. And so, but I went to Moses with this one and because I thought Moses is the perfect example of God's grace. And we all know that, that Moses was this guy who just walked with God. He, he was speaking to him as a friend and he spoke to him face to face. I mean, seriously, he spoke to him face to face. Can you imagine being able to do that? with the Lord God Almighty. That would be scary at the same time, one of the most awesome things that one can ever remember in their lifetime. And talk about having the fear of the Lord. That's one way to learn the fear of the Lord real quick, <laughs> right? So even though the name and the man, Moses, might not come to mind immediately if you and I are talking about grace, but when you think about it, Moses, who received the law as he led the children of Israel through the wilderness, and then in our minds, grace and law are always two separate things, distinct things which can't seem to be reconciled, right? But not with the Lord God. See, by God's grace, check this out. Here's my little spiel about God's grace. By God's grace, Moses' mother hit him for three months. By God's grace, he was placed in a basket and he floated on the river. By God's grace, his sister watched him be drawn from the water by the Egyptian princess, or her handmaidens at the time, and by God's grace, was able to suggest his own mother 
as a nurse when the princess decided to adopt him. Then, by God's grace, Moses was well-educated as an Egyptian son because he was raised in Pharaoh's house, but also told of his Hebrew heritage. Who in the world told him that? Then, by God's grace, he escaped with his life after slaying an Egyptian who was beating a Hebrew slave. By God's grace, he became a shepherd for 40 years away from the Egyptian influence, where he was able to hear and learn what God wanted to do in and through his life. So you talk about God's grace. That's what I'm saying. Here's my God's grace spiel. I mean, when you go back and you look at all that, you're like, how in the world can you hide a baby for three months? What do you do with all of the crying, dirty, stinky diapers, hungry, all of that? It was only through God's grace that the Lord kept Moses quiet during the times he needed to be quiet. How is it that he, none of the other Hebrew slaves or mothers got jealous and decided to fork up his whereabouts and say, hey, you know, here's Moses' mother. She's hiding the baby over here. She's been doing it for three months. That person could have probably got paid money, but nobody said anything. The baby didn't cry. That's by God's grace. And then on top of that, I don't know about you. I mean, I have two grown boys now. Are you, could you even do this for me to even imagine this, to put a baby, my son, if he was a baby, put him in a basket and put him out on the river. And you're like, uh, the water gets cold at night. It is cold already, but you know, once the temperature drops and the baby's out on the river floating, it gets cold. I know I live in the mountains. Every time we go by the river on our four-wheeler, you're like, brr, it's cold right here. And it could be like two o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of August. It's cold. But by grace, he was kept safe in the basket and floated on the river. And then just think of all these things that he's gone through. And you're just like, wow, all of this from the time that Moses was born and hid for three months all the way until God calls him. It is, it was all laid out. Moses' destiny and his purpose for living was all laid out before Moses even knew what was happening. Before Moses could even like deny or accept his destiny and his purpose for his life. It was all laid out. It's like he had no say. But you're just, I just find Moses' life is, is so, so amazing. And isn't it that that's how it happens, like with many of us, uh, as far as once our eyes are open spiritually and we come to faith in Jesus, we look back over our lives and we begin to see the hand of God's good grace at every turn. And every crisis that we faced and every good thing that he's brought us, any kind of joy or victory in, in, in all of the strife and the troubles of life that we go through or the worries, 
I mean, I was doing that the other day, just sitting there, just going, wow, Lord, I remember this. I remember when you helped me from that. I remember when you wiped the tear away. I remember when you corrected me. And you just think back of all those times and you're just like, wow. Once we recognize this, we should desire more and more of God's grace and goodness. You know, I think it's what Psalm 